Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Lisa Tarmati, your host of Pushing the Limits. Welcome back again for another excellent episode. I hope you're going to enjoy this one. I have Francis pa- uh, Francis Anderson, who is the founder of Patney Pillows, to guest today. And you might think, wow, that sounds really weird. But this is a very important topic. This is all about sleep optimization, how to um, stop snoring, uh, looking at sleep apnea, and helping improve your health through correct sleep. So Francis is the founder of of a company called Patney Pillows that has sleep positioners, and this is all being clinically tested to help people with snoring. And this is an episode around sleep optimization, basically. So I do hope you enjoy this. If at the end of this interview, you're interested in trying out one of Francis's pillows, um, you can use the code Lisa at checkout for a 5% discount on the actual product too. I don't usually do episodes where it's all based around a particular product, but this invention is pretty unique in the world and it is helping people with their health and their sleep. So I'd really love you to listen to this and get some good information. If you're dealing with anyone who is snoring, um, anyone who has sleep apnea, if you want to optimize your sleep, then this is the episode for you. I'd also like to refer you back to a couple of other episodes that I've done around these topics, um, one uh, with James Nestor, one with Patrick McEwen, um, and one with Jez Morris, um, two on breathing and one on sleep apnea if you're interested in further uh, finding out more about optimizing your sleep. Um, there's also one with Dave Liao on the science of light and how that affects your sleep. So make sure you go and check out all those podcasts as well in the back catalogue. Before we head over to the show, a reminder, we have launched our premium membership uh, group, a VIP group. If you want to come and join us at the Pushing the Limits podcast, if you want to support us getting this great content out, and we would love you to come and join our membership group, our patron group. It's only a few dollars a month, you know, really is a cup of coffee a month uh, to be involved and we have a lot of member benefits and we would love you to check it all out you can go to patron p-a-t-r-o-n patron.lisatarmody.com for all the information on that and another reminder to check out my latest and greatest longevity and anti-aging supplement NMN which stands for nicotinamide mononucleotide. Now this is a supplement that helps upregulate the sirtuin genes which are longevity genes in the body and without going into all the science if you want to check out the episodes that I've done on this with Dr. Alina Serenova, a molecular biologist um, then check those out on the podcast as well and if you want to find out about this longevity and anti-aging supplement if you're like me and you're getting on in the bit long on the tooth and you want to make sure that you slow the aging process down and that you optimize your your health and your vitality and your lifespan then head over to nmnbio.nz nmnbio.nz and i highly recommend going and reading the book lifespan by dr david sinclair a harvard medical school researcher that is why i got into this so if you want to know and do a deep dive into the science behind nmn and upregulating the sirtuin genes and autophagy and know all about the sort of stuff that's going to help you live a longer healthier life then please go and check out all those resources right now over to the show with francis anderson 
Well, welcome back to Pushing the Limits today. And I have an amazing, lovely guest. And we've actually got a bit of a backstory. We already recorded this interview and then I went and lost it all on my computer somehow. Don't ask me how. So, Francis Anderson, thank you very much for joining me again. (laughs) (laughs) A very embarrassing situation when you go and delete an entire interview. So I know you probably want to throttle me, but um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about your story and this amazing invention, I want to call it an invention, um, that you've made. Now, Francis is the founder of the Patney Pillow or Sleep Positioner, um, and this is, so this is going to be an episode all about optimizing your sleep and why snoring is bad for you and all of that sort of good stuff. So welcome to the show, Francis, <laughs> again. <laughs> um so uh, I think we'll start uh, with a little bit of a backstory. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then why you got into this, this uh, making this invention? Well, um, I'm the snorer. It's as simple as that. And <laughs> I had tried all sorts of things, including surgery, and um, that lasted about as long as it took the swelling to go down. So that wasn't effective, and I tried most things, and to um, it, they just didn't solve the problem. And it got to the stage where I was beginning to get sleep apnea, so stopping breathing. And my husband one morning said to me, um, "You gave you frightened the living daylights out of me last night. You stopped breathing. You got to do something about this." And so I sort of walked away and thought, hmm, "I don't know what am I going to do. I've tried yeah. everything." And so I set about trying to find a solution um, for my snoring. And that took a little bit of time. I have to say it's not a great thing to try and invent something you sleep on. (laughs) You know, two o'clock in the morning, you're busy trying to to design this thing. (laughs) Why is this not working? How how, how do you stop snoring, you know? Um, So eventually I did. And then um, I felt that I'd solved my problem. And, and carried on working like everybody else in my normal job. And then a couple of friends said, um, can I have one? And at that stage, I thought I was the only female that scored. Yeah, let's dig into that a little bit for a second. Okay. A lot of people um, have issues with snoring. And for men, it's sort of acceptable, sort of. You know, it's like one of those things. Men sort of, yeah, yeah, snore, so who cares? <laughs> um, for women, it's a little bit more embarrassing. Um, and like you thought you were the only woman who snored, and you're a tiny lady, very slim. Um, and did you've, you said you've struggled with snoring uh, even in your, your young years, like in your teenage years. Um, yes. How did that make you feel? Um, well, I first knew that I snored at 13 when I went to boarding school. And, um, of course, you're in dormitories and got horribly ostracised and um, found, it, found it incredibly embarrassing, but also incredibly stressful because I didn't know how to solve it. No. And, you know, it's fine for people to say stop snoring, but, but how? <laughs> So I weathered the um, boarding school years, and um, but still the snoring was was a problem. But as I got older, it it um, became became a, a more of a problem. And um, but I inherited it from my mother, so it's probably quite not quite right that I thought I was the only female that never that snored. My mother did, 
and she was a chronic snorer. And with the knowledge we have now, obviously she had sleep apnea, really bad sleep apnea. Yeah. And um, my poor old mum, she died of, of dementia. Yeah. And they are now looking at links between dementia and Absolutely. Because, yeah. of course, uh, with dementia, or sorry, with um, chronic snoring or sleep apnea, uh, you're starving your brain of, of oxygen. Uh, you know, people can stop breathing as much as a hundred times an hour. So, um, sleep apnea is is a serious it's huge. And we've done a, you know, like I've, you know, got a backstory with us too, with my mum having sleep apnea after her stroke, and I think she probably had it before it even, um, and doing a sleep assessment and realising that her SpO2 levels were down at around 70% at their worst time in the night and that she was stopping breathing hundreds of times a night and actually knocking off her brain cells um, at a point, where, you know, after the aneurysm when she didn't have a heck of a lot left. Um, and so this came on my radar then and getting a sleep apnea assessment and realising that she was in deep trouble and having to have a CPAP machine um, and this is a problem that is, you know, not really well understood. People sort of think snoring's just annoying. It's not just annoying. It's an, it's disrupting the sleep of the partner, obviously, in the bed, uh, which has its own health consequences for that person as well or the other people in the dormitory in your case. Um, but it is also really damaging your health, and there is a huge correlation now between Alzheimer's and dementia and neurodegenerative diseases and sleep apnea. Um, and so this this is, you know, hence doing this podcast because it is a very important health topic. Um, snoring's not just an unpleasant thing, and it's not just overweight old men that snore, which is the common sort of, cons- you know, perception. Yeah. Um, and we had a um, you know a couple of uh, experts on the show, breathing experts, um, James Nestor and Patrick McEwen, who are both best-selling authors of of um, breathing books, uh, Breathe and the Oxygen Advantage, um, and they talk about you know just how important it, the breathing uh, is to the whole health and, and you know nasal breathing and in they talk of uh, how important that piece of the puzzle is. And, um, you know, they go so far as to tape their mouth shut at night, which I do actually, in order to, to help with the nasal breathing, which is optimizing my breathing. I don't have sleep apnea, I don't snore, but that um, helps optimize, if you like. So you, you managed, though, without doing having a CPAP machine, to get on top of your snoring. And I, I think a lot of people would be interested in this because having a CPAP machine is brilliant and thank goodness for them as I don't think my mum would be here now um, but they're also very intrusive the, a lot of people just won't comply with them um, it's you know you've got this big mask over your, your face and, and it's a very important machine and um, the invention that you've made the sleep positioner that you've made doesn't replace CPAP that CPAP has its place we need we need those but for certain people this can help so you managed to, to what is this what is a sleep positioner what is this special pillow that we're talking about yeah well it's interesting it's um it, it took me four years to to actually bring it to fruition wow and while I you know solved my own snoring, Within a few months, um, I had only just made it out of retail 
materials. Yeah. So to commercialise it, I needed to have a moulder product. And uh, so that took even more time to be able to then move it into a into latex, and we chose latex because of its properties, because um, it's antibacterial, antifungal, anti-dust mite, it's temperature neutral, and it's got a long life too. And it's made from the rubber from the rubber trees oh. as opposed to memory foam, which is made from petroleum. Yeah, well, so I didn't we, know that. That's that's amazing. So we wanted a natural product. And uh, when I got in touch with the manufacturer, I thought I could just send them the drawings and they could whip me up a, a, a mould and, hey, we'd have our pillows. But yeah. no, I had to then set about trying to um, cut latex and build it into a shape that could be moulded. And I learned that I could only do that with a scalpel. And I, so I handmade about 60 of these and my trialists would have a go at it and, and let me know. So there were wedges in it and all sorts of things in it to try and make it the right shape. So eventually then we went and, and um, got the mould made. So the pillow is about, we call it a pillow because, sorry, we call it a sleep positioner. But in pillow is short for it, you like. So it looks nothing like your normal pillow. Mm. And some people get a bit of a surprise when they see it because it's um, a slightly different shape. But then your normal pillow doesn't solve snoring. So no. it obviously has to be um, a particular shape and, and design. If I said to you to stand up straight, you find your chest comes up and out a little bit when you mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yep. And so there's a shoulder pad attached to it. And so the shoulder pad lifts your chest so that you can breathe right through your nasal cavity, right down in, into your lungs. So it's opening up your airways like you do when you stand up straight. And then the, the um, main body of the pillow has, has a magic spot on it, if you like, um, called the sweet spot. And by positioning yourself there and with the shoulder pad, then we can um, control the snoring. So it's, it's it's opening up that whole airway. So because when we're snoring, um, you know, we have a normal pillow and we're snoring. Uh, what's actually going on there? Are we are we tipping our, our chin forward onto the chest and blocking off this airways? Uh, I mean, yes. there's a, probably a number of reasons. I mean, people who are overweight or have a big circumference of their neck, bodybuilders and so on, they have a lot of pressure going on to the airway just from the size of their necks. So is there, you know, is this is this really just, is, it's repositioning that whole airway so that it's opened opened up. That's the whole premise behind it. Yes, it is. So it's about good sleep posture and about opening up your airway. And it's for both back and side sleepers mm. and sort of half tummy sleep on it, but it's not for pure tummy sleepers. And so the shape of the pillow supports the jaw when you're sleeping on your side and on your back and, and of course, keeping yourself in that nice position so that you can't easily drop your head down. The whole yep. thing is to prevent that head from, from dropping down and cutting off your airway um, and getting – like people who wake themselves up in the night – they sometimes hear themselves snore, yeah, but they've actually stopped breathing, and yeah. that's hearing themselves actually gasping for a breath. Wow! So they've they've actually been woken up. So when you know on the podcast that I've done around sleep and breathing, it, when we 
when we sleep, we need to get into this deep sleep phase, which as we get older, gets more and more difficult. We have you know, non-REM sleep and REM sleep, and we have different levels where we were in a deep, deep sleep. We were actually paralyzed and unable to move, and our body does that in order to we have all these dreams. Otherwise, we'd be living them out. Um, but when we're in this really deep unconscious state, we're completely unaware of the position of our body and what we're actually doing and what's actually happening with our circulation and our breathing. And, um, and so what often happens is people get woken up by their own lack of breathing and they've been constantly pulled out of a getting into that deep sleep phase, which is just absolutely crucial. If you want to avoid neurodegeneration, you need that deep sleep. So when you're being pulled out and you're only getting into a shallow state of sleep and then being pulled out again as you have to gasp for air and wake yourself up, you know, the body is waking yourself up so you don't bloody Absolutely. suffocate, you know, basically. And it does that very well, but it is stopping you getting that really restorative, important, deep sleep happening, which is really going to have effects on things like your your emotional state, your ability to deal with stresses, your um, your ability to, to function properly, basically, during the day. Um, and as time goes on, then it can affect your memory and then it can affect... Uh, you know, the whole neurodegeneration side of things where you're not cleaning out the tau proteins that they talk about in relation to Alzheimer's. Um, and we're doing this, this um, something called uh, glymphatic uh, cleaning at night. And, you know, I'm not an expert on sleep. I'm going to get Dr. Matthew Walker, I hope on, who is, who can explain this way better than me. But there is this brainwashing effect that's going on when we're in certain levels of sleep and it's the glymphatic system. And if we're not getting that really deep, you know, continuous um, sleep, we're not getting that. And so we're not cleaning out these damaged proteins, if you like, and they start to accumulate in the brain and these can lead then to neurodegenerative diseases. And I've probably butchered that from a science perspective. So, but you get the whole point. If you're not sleeping well, and getting good quality sleep, you're really going to age quicker. You're really going to damage your cognitive abilities, your memory, and you know neurodegeneration is, um, you know, a likely chance of that happening further on down the road, as you experience with your your dear mum. So, so this was really crucial for you because you didn't want to go down that same path, having seen your mum go down there. No, absolutely not. But it's also a relationship issue too. Um, you know, you've got the clinical issues uh, with, with with habitual snoring and sleep apnea, um, but you've got relationship issues too. That there's, there's there's more than one person involved with this. Mm-hmm. There's generally two people involved with it. Always a sufferer. Always the sufferer. <laughs> um, snoring. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's really important to try and resolve this um, for your partner's sake, because uh, while you're not sleeping well and you you will find that um, you'll be tired in the daytime, really tired sort of mid-afternoon, um, falling asleep at night, you know, before bedtime, if you like, and and also just just that general well-being, that fuzziness in the head and, and, and such like. But your partner is also suffering from sleep deprivation. They're the ones that are that are being woken on a regular basis while you supposedly sleep through. 
And, you know, there's that look in the morning that says, you know, you snored I want a divorce. I'm, I'm really grumpy. <laughs> it's generally the partner that has to go to the spare room because they're the one that's being um, disturbed. So they're having to go and get into a cold bed somewhere else in the house. And, or, you know, people don't necessarily have a spare bedroom and they're sleeping on a couch yep. you know, to try and just actually get, get some sleep. So it is, it's, it's, it's a social problem within your own home. Yep. And, um, you know, it, it, it creates arguments. It, it, it's, it's it definitely very, does. <laughs> very disturbing. And, um, and you've got two people feeling very tired during the day. So it is, it is important to get both parties to get a good night's sleep. And so now and again, you know, um, you know, you may store a little, but just turn over and, you know, reposition yourself on the pillow and, and, and you're, you're satisfied again. And so we have an 86% success rate, mm-hmm. which we're very, which we're really proud of. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, we've sold thousands of these now. So we know our statistics are right because we give a 30 night money back guarantee if somebody's not happy. So we know for, for a fact that uh, we have this 86% success rate. But also, we didn't go into this blindly either and just, you know, hit the mark with, with a, a sleep positioner. We put it through um, the Otago University, the Well Sleep Centre at Bowen Hospital in, um, in Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, and a wonderful lady, Dr. Angela Campbell, who was in charge of, of that study. And it came out really, really well there too. In fact, we wouldn't have commercialised it if, if, if we didn't and put all this resource into it if we didn't believe in, in our product. Wow. But we knew we had a product that was going to solve the problem, and that problem was habitual snoring and um, mild to medium sleep apnea. Yeah. We don't um, we don't um, advertise it as a product that's going to solve serious sleep apnea because yeah. those people do have serious conditions. And it can be a neurological thing. So in the case of yes. you know, like with mum, it's actually a brain switching off in the the wrong times in the night. Yeah, you know, exactly. so we can't affect that. However. You know, like even in a situation like with mum, you know, I get up at four in the morning to check on her and often she's taken the mask off because she's had enough of it. And her argument to me is, well, I'm only, I'm not sleeping properly. You know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not in the deep sleep at that hour. So it's okay. And I'm like, mum, when you're asleep, you have no idea what level of sleep you're in. And why would you think that in the early morning you are not going to have sleep apnea, whereas at midnight you are? Um and uh, this will be a, a, an extra backup system for me. Yes, yeah, we do. Um, we have people that um, buy the pillow because they know that they, you know, whip off this uh, CPAP machine during the night. And so um, some people sleep with the CPAP machine and the patting. And yep. so when they when they whip that um, CPAP off, then they still have some protection. Um, yeah, because neither, you know, like um, even the CPAP machine isn't 100% coverage, you know, like it's blowing air down into your lungs, which, you know, has its own uh, certain amount of problems. You can't nasal breathe really when you've got a sleep apnea machine or at least mum can't. Um, and it's, you know, dries your mouth out and it does all these, you know, it's not very nice having this. You can't turn over very easily, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it is a little bit difficult having one of these. Um, and but in combination, and this is a, the, a perfect, you know, situation to be able to have it as a backup. If she does take it off, then at least hopefully her chest is more open. Hopefully she'll breathe better, if not 100% perfect. 
I mean, we, we talked before about big people being the snorers. Yep. Um, that's a bit of a fallacy. Yep. I believe that too. Um, but no, um, I'm 58 kgs. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a big person. And probably uh, 25% to 30% of the sales that I make to women are in that size bracket. And so our problem is narrow airways. Yes. But then if I look at, at the male, um, my male customers, majority of them would be, um, you know, five foot nine up to six foot. Yeah. And be in that 80 to 100 kg bracket. So yep. they're not huge. They're not huge men and they're not overweight. Uh, you know, the big fellas, I don't see that much of. Really? Yeah. But, and also, you know, if you're looking at females in particular, uh, 42% of my customers are female mm-hmm. and 58% male. So that's quite a big number for yeah. females. Yeah. But also um, after menopause, about 60% of women snore. Yes, this is to do with your estrogen drops. Yeah. Yeah. So something else to look forward to, ladies. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the middle of it. Thanks very much. It's awesome (laughs) fun, this menopausal thing. Um, So when your estrogen levels drop and, 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 you know, like there's a a big correlation between menopause and then worsening cardiovascular outcomes and so on, I wonder if part of that is to do with the sleep issues you know that come along with that or whether yeah. it's because of the drop in the estrogen which is protective for the heart it's probably a combination of the of of many things um but as you as your health starts to deteriorate because you're not getting good sleep then you get you know like things like when you're not sleeping well like shift workers for start, for for example you know I've, I've been dealing with this issue with my husband as well who's doing shift work shift workers die earlier that, that's a pretty much a given, you know, like they are uh, more prone to diabetes and cardiovascular and metabolic disorders and cardio, um, um, uh, neurodegenerative disorders. If they're doing uh, shift work where they have to be awake at night, they tend to be more overweight. They have problems with their appetite regulation, their hormone situations. All of these things are affected by sleep. So, okay, that's for shift workers and we need our shift workers because they keep the country going when we need them to be. Um, but they need extra help. And then they also, we need to realize that, okay, so that's what's happening if you have to stay up all night and your circadian rhythms are all out of whack and the rest of us get to sleep normal sort of hours. But if we're not sleeping well, again, this is going to have all of those knock-on effects. And this is why I think this this episode is really important. You know, I don't usually, you know, do an episode with something on a particular product, but I think that this is a product that I have found that is actually going to help change people's lives. And therefore, it's really worth doing a whole episode on this because it's something that's easy to try out and see whether it works for you and see if it improves your thing because at the basis of all health is sleep. Before, you know, as a health coach, as a, as a running coach, before I deal with what, what exercise I'm going to get you to do or what nutrition I'm going to get you to eat or what times of the day and all of that sort of thing, I have to look at your sleep first. Your sleep is at the basis. Without good sleep, all of those things, you can be eating perfect, you can be exercising perfect, but if your sleep's out, you're not going to get the optimum out of your body. So I think that this is actually at the base. This is the thing we need to sort out first is your sleep, and a part of that is making sure that you're not snoring 
And so I think trying the patni pillow is a is a really good thing to have a have a go at if you are dealing with this. And I haven't seen this type of product anywhere else in the world. Um, I mean, I haven't searched the world. I'm sure there's somebody else maybe in the world who's come up with something similar. But is this pretty unique? Yeah, it is. Um, we have actually patented it in, in several countries, in the major countries, um, because it is it is quite unique. I suppose the, the other thing I should tell your your listeners about or your viewers about is that it's actually individualised. Right. So as far as we know, we're one of only three commercialised, individualised pillows in the world. Wow. And so the pillow is unique to the user. And so we have an algorithm and we're developing that further and further all the time to determine um, what weight and size, well, the size doesn't change, but what weight the pillow is Mm -hmm. and the density of it. So we compression test them. We know exactly what height it is. And so we measure that to to the customer. So we ask customers some basic questions like, do they have a broad, very broad, average, narrow shoulder and, and a few couple of other questions like that? They don't need to measure themselves. All they have to do is compare themselves to their peers who are their height and roughly their height and weight. So um, we've been able to do that and that is incredibly unique. So our biggest customers been to meet us all in 170 kgs. Wow. So a fairly big boy. But we can cater for bigger still, and and for everybody underneath that, our smallest lady about four foot six and about um, forty five kgs. So from the wow. teeniest, tiniest little lady who did, did snore, and through to the biggest fellows. So we can cope with any body shape. And in particular, we um, you know we get a lot of tradies, farmers, sports people in particular who have built up a lot of um, muscle over yes. time around their necks or yep. shoulders. Bodybuilders have and issues with us. So yeah. we can we can deal with that, though, yep. too. Uh, so the... Um, it's 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 quite a unique product. Now I want to dive into a little bit the story of the lay because this was a very cute story. <laughs> it's called the Patney Pillow, and when I first talked to you, I thought your name was Patney, <laughs> your surname. Um, but that's not quite right, is it? Tell no, us a little no. About the story behind this. <laughs> no, my my surname's Anderson, so very Scottish surname. <laughs> Patney is is a made up name. My mum's because my mum was was a major snorer. And I inherited it from her. We were trying to think of what we would call the pillow. And so one day, one of my grandson, not my grandson, my mum's grandsons walked into the house. Her name was Pat. And he called, how are you going, Patney Knickers? And she growled at him for calling her that. (laughs) The Patney stuck. And the grandkids used to call her Patney. And so we thought, well, what better name for the company and the product? We'll call it Pat. So what a lovely Pat. tribute to your mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a cute name. So the Patney pillow, and it sort of sticks. It's, it's uh, you know, it rolls off the tongue quite nicely. It does. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like if, you know, this is the thing, you know, like you lost your mum to dementia. You, you, you were fearful that that was the track that you were going to be going on. And therefore you came up, and this is what, this is what I love the, number eight why mentality of you like okay I've got a problem no one else can fix this for me I've had (laughs) surgery I've tried every other theme thing there is around 
um, I'm going to fix it myself. <laughs> Are you very much like that? Is that your approach to, to, oh. to life? <laughs> oh, well, I get on with things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but it had to be non-invasive. That was the other thing that was really important to me um, because I had tried a lot of invasive products like the surgery yep. and, and found that that, that didn't work. And so for me, it was really important that it was non-invasive. It was interesting. We did a survey before we commercialised and asked people what was the most what was the most important thing about you know a product that could stop snoring. And um, the partner said, "Stop snoring." Um, that was the most important thing that they <laughs> would stop snoring. We had a list, and then it was comfort and such like. Um, the snorers said, "Well, comfort is the most important thing." For the partner, they didn't give a toss about comfort. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted that it worked. That was the most important thing. And if it's a torture chamber, well, I don't care. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's non-invasive. It's very comfortable, and um, it had to be both for, for me. That was for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I sent you a, a photo of my husband using his one and um, you know, he's loving it. He stopped uh snoring and that's, you know, improved my sleep no end and improved the the marriage because I'm not hitting him in the middle of the night waking him up because he's snoring like a trooper. <laughs> um and I'm worried, you know, like like your husband, like when he would be snoring and and he would stop breathing and that would terrify me because I'm like you know, when he, are you going to take a breath? Are you going to take a breath? You know, you're like, and then you're like this all the night, you know, worried that they're not going to breathe. So I think it's just fantastic. I don't have to worry about that now. Now he just does the occasional sort of, and then, you know, and when he's turning over and uh, that's about it. And then he goes back and he's, and he's good. Um, and he's, you know, he's very much like, because you can imagine in my household, I am the biohacking queen, right? I've got every gadget known to man. And um, and I come home with all of these things for him to try. And he's like, oh, God, you know, like, here we go again. Another thing that I'm going to have to add to my daily routine and regime of uh, what Lisa's telling me I've got to do, you know, whether it's from hyperbaric to ozone to, you know, shaking machines and sorters and all sorts of infrared light things that you stick up your nose. And he's always like my, my guinea pig, but he's taken to this like a duck to water. Um, so uh, I was stoked because I did think he might go, nah, not doing that because, you know, very much <laughs> he does that on occasion and I'm not doing it, you know. Uh, I tried to get him to do the mouth taping thing. Nah, it wasn't having a bar of that. Um, but this is at least, you know, something that he's actually adopted. So sorry, poor husband. He's not here to speak. Yeah, it reminds uh, me of a, snor- of a story when um, I, I had trialists when it was back in the prototype stage. And um, so I'd given out these prototypes to, to, to the testers and I popped back about four days later to one of them to see how how, they were, how he was going. And he wasn't there, but his wife was there and she said, oh, she said, I had a terrible night's sleep the first night. I said, what, didn't it work? She said, no, I've listened to him snore for 20 years and I thought he was dead. So I <laughs> kept checking to see whether he's still alive or not. <laughs> What's happened? He's not doing it. And that, that, that uh, yeah, that sound, because you can get actually quite used to that sound a little bit. It becomes quite comforting <laughs> in, a, in a weird, strange way. It's a bit like that white noise apps that you have, you know, you turn on the white noise to help you sleep. Sometimes yeah. it's like, a little bit like that. But yeah, I think you get used to that pretty quite uh, quickly if you, uh, they're not snoring. Um, 
So Francis, you know, where to from here for your company? So you've you're it's we're gonna share the the links and so on in the in the show notes. Um, but can you tell everybody where can they find out, where can they reach you? There is a 30-day money back guarantee on this uh, sleep positioner. Um, uh, if people want to try it out, uh, where can they find you? They can find me at patney.com. That's P-A-T-N-E-Y.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a wealth of information on our website about how to use it. There's a whole lot of testimonials, there's blogs, um, and there's there's the story there too. But obviously, we will be offering some uh, specials through um, Lisa as well. To uh, yes, we're going to have a, a discount code, and we'll we will organise that afterwards. And I'll put that in the show notes too, guys. Um, so if you want to try this out, um, you know, if you if you're dealing with snoring, if you're dealing with someone who is snoring, you know, try it out. It's risk free, you know, give it a go. It might change your life. <laughs> yeah. I think the other important thing too is you don't have to snore to use it. That's so, a good point. <laughs> um, absolutely not. And and we get a lot of people who their partner has one and they've come back to us for one for themselves simply because it just opens up your airways, gives you good sleep posture and um, and breathe easily through the night. And so a lot of people buy it because for more about wellness, yeah, as opposed yep. to to snoring. So it is a wellness product, absolutely. Yep. As well as while it was developed for snoring, you don't have to be a snorer to use well, it. A question, and this may be outside the the remit of it, but would it help with people with asthma? Because when I was a you know severe asthmatic, especially as a child, um, I used to sleep like half up because it would take it would be less pressure on the lungs. Have you had any experience in that realm with, with asthma at all? Um, we've, we've had people with different um, medical ailments, if you like, like reflux and, and asthma and things like that. Uh, but we haven't, haven't done a study on that to, to say, you know, ultimately, yes, yeah. it does. We get a lot of antidotal evidence of it. Um, but also people, when they've got a really bad cold or flu, they find it, it helps open up their airways as well too during those, those yeah. times. So, it would be so I can't say, you know, from a medical perspective that it's going to help. But because, you know, it does put you in that very good sleep position and it does maintain an open airway, it, it may well help with yeah. that. And like I said, we have antidotal evidence. Antidotal, that yeah. And I think, you know, like with all, when you're trying out new things, especially when it's, you know, something like, like a pillow, it takes a little bit of getting used to, isn't it? You like you need a couple of nights to sort of, I know with, with Hazley, he, you know, the first night he was like, mm, not sure, not sure. And then after that, after a couple of nights, he got used to it. And it's the same with mum's CPAP machine, you know. Like she's, I've tried to change the mask that she wears so that it's less invasive, but she actually just wants to go back to the thing that she knows, you know. So it is a very much a, a habit-forming thing. And once you push through that, initial sort of pushback that you get when you try anything new, um, you know, that can help. So why do you think, I mean, I, I think like an 86% uh, success rate is huge and the other 14% would just be people who aren't willing to push through that little difficult phase or just don't, um, you know, uh, aren't willing to try it. I bet you get a lot of partners buying them and then the person won't even try it out. <laughs> yeah, the odd one. I mean, there's a myriad of reasons why, um, you know, that 14%. Uh, if I said it was 100%, nobody would believe me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, nothing, nothing is 100%. So no. we believe, you know, 86 is pretty good. 
Um, some people have quite complex health issues. Yeah. And there's more going on than just just their snoring. Um, some people will they just can't get used to it. And I you know, some of the perhaps the older folks, you know, find that a little bit. Um, but majority of people it, it's fine. And and we can't solve everybody's problems. Sometimes it just plain doesn't solve the snoring problem, but yes. they get their money back and so yes. there's no loss. We've we've tried it and for some reason it doesn't work. There's there's some people who I believe have got um, you know, serious sleep apnea and I advise them to go to a sleep clinic to, to actually get their what's causing their problem, their snoring, to be actually diagnosed and um, and sorted. So, yeah, especially if it's yeah. a neurological. Uh, yes, absolutely. There's obstructive sleep apnea and then there's neurological uh, reasons for it, like mums, like where the yeah. brain's been actually damaged, the brain stem's damaged, um, and we can't fix that. And, I've, you know, I, I just had mum at the sleep cl- uh, clinic last week assessing her data because they, they, they record her data every, every week, and unfortunately uh, she hasn't improved everything else in her brain sort of come right but that that aspect hasn't so she can't ever get off that machine we need it for life and thank goodness we have access to to that um so there is there is things but she can still benefit from this pillow especially when she takes it off in the in the middle of the night so um i think you know all of these aspects, I'd really encourage people to go and listen to the uh, episodes with Patrick McEwen and James Nestor to understand more the whole why our jaws even have developed differently than our ancestors, the, the, the different reasons for that, the foods, the breathing, the nasal breathing, all of those aspects are also very crucial, important pieces of this particular puzzle. And I also did a, uh episode on sleep apnea with uh, Jez Morris, um, who used to own all the uh, eating clinics throughout New Zealand and was very instrumental with us and with mum's situation. Um, so those are, if you're interested in this topic, make sure you go and check out those episodes as well um, and try out the Patney Pillow. Just go and order one, find out, if, see if it works for you. If it doesn't, send it back. Um, well, you talk and- to us first. Yes, yeah, find out. <laughs> yeah, find out. Ask, ask Francis all about it, see if it's going to be for you, try yeah. it out, and then, yeah, we'll see how we go and well, give us some feedback. <laughs> well, the other thing is too that if somebody does have, have, have a question, we're only far away as the telephone, and we've got lots of tips and tricks anyway to um, help because, of course, we don't know what your your bedroom environment is like. We don't know how old your mattress is, things like that. So, yeah. but we can we can overcome those problems as well. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Francis, for being somebody who thinks outside the box and, you know, done number eight wire mentality of uh, I've got a problem, I'm going to fix it, and now I'm going to fix it for everybody else because that's exactly how I am too and that's how I've come to do what I do. Had a problem, fixed it. Okay, now I can help other people with it. So thank you very much for your time today, Thank you, Francis. Lisa. Thank you. Hi again, it's me. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Francis. I actually got the code wrong. It's actually a 10% discount. If you want a 10% discount on the Patney Pillow, then use the code LISA at checkout. I said 5% in the intro, but I got it wrong. It's actually 10%. So thank you very much, Francis, for the discount. And go over there and try it out now. That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends and head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com.